yeah, join with us and uh, we're going to press in to the scripture. Stop looking at the storm and be still. Hallelujah. What do we do in the midst of the trials of life? Thanks, Pete. Yeah, UK. I thought that was right. Thank you, Father. So, Father, as we come uh, right now, we just we want you to have your way. That's the key. And that's when we come together every time. One of the things we want to see is we just we, we want to be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying. You know, I've spent a lot of time in intercession and prayer today and just really pressing in. And one thing I've noticed that there's many people in the midst of the storm. It's not just people dealing with the coronavirus. It's uh, people dealing with other forms of sicknesses and other challenges that uh, is going on in their life as well. And we just want to stand in the gap uh, for those that are really facing difficult times right now. It is time for us to stand and, uh, you know, see the victory of Yehovah. Just a shout out to Joseph and his wife, um, his wife's mother, uh, Dallas McKenzie, has had a massive hemorrhage uh, stroke yesterday evening. And uh, we just pray for her right now. We just speak protection over her life right now. We ask for supernatural healing upon our life right now. Father, have your way, and we just ask for victory in Yeshua and healing to come forth in Yeshua's name. We just stand in the gap for Joseph and his wife right now, and we just ask, Father, for your hand to be on that family and protect them. There's many people who are in the place where uh, they're suffering with heart attacks and all different types of illnesses, as well as the coronavirus. Uh, and, you know, look, you know, people are going through it. You know, the people are going through it uh, mentally, going through it physically. We're pressing in right now for helping those that are uh, dealing with domestic abuse and violence in the home. And Father, we just pray right now that you help us just get things set up as quickly as possible. We're moving as fast as we can to be ready. We're making connections every single day. And we are working flat out to do it. And thank you so much for every person that is taking the time uh, to support this work because this is a crisis. This is a, a suddenly uh, where we are uh, converting everything so that we can uh, ramp up this project to be effective for the kingdom of Yehovah. It's very important as a ministry that we seek to uh, do things that bring transformation for the gospel of the kingdom. And that's one thing I want you to learn as you watch our ministry and watch our lives. You know, we have to be uh, fluid in the presence of Yehovah. We've got to move with him. We've got to allow the flow of the Holy Spirit to go through us to see the victory in the things that we put our hands to. You know, look, it's not easy when you go through uh, storm after storm after storm. You know, some of you watching might have been uh, facing challenges. I've got one friend that we just stand in the gap for on a continual basis who's praying for salvation for her husband in North Carolina. And the pressure uh, because of this disunity, it's like, Father, will you bring my husband online so that we can flow together, so our relationship can be strong, so that we can communicate um, uh, the wisdom of God and the word of Yehovah. And it's a blessing to have people around us that we can share the scriptures with. So anyway, we stand in the gap for those that face these storms that are going on for a long time. We've got Lola just come in and Gary, welcome. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Keith in Liverpool as well. Shalom, shalom. Good to have you with us. We've got Clint. Welcome. Good to see you. Watching from Tobago. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for joining with us tonight. Hallelujah. So anyway, we're dealing with the storms. We're dealing with stop looking at the storm. You know, one of the storms we have to stop looking at is the media. I don't know if you've noticed, you know, you want to get your mind to lose its peace or just, you know, lose your peace in general. Spend your time in front of the television watching the news channels, you know, for a couple of hours. It is not good news, you know. Yes, we need to be informed, we need updates, but we also need to siphon through 
all of the nonsense that comes out through our news channels when we are in a world so full of corruption. So what do we do in the midst of the storm? I want us to really concentrate on the focus, and this is the focus, being still. Can being still bring forth the victory within your life? And I was reading earlier today from uh, Exodus chapter 14, I spent a lot of time in the Psalms this last few weeks, but, uh, you know, we've just come out of Passover and, uh, you know, I just want to go back and, and read a little bit from this portion again because it really is an incredible uh, part of of the scriptures here. I'm going to read from verse 1, but uh, we're going to bring it up to the point of the Red Sea. Hallelujah. Verse 1 of Exodus chapter 14. Then Yehovah said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi, um, uh, Pi uh, Hariot, Harioth, between Migdal and the sea. Uh, they are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal Zephon. These words are big, aren't they? You know? Anyway, we'll get through them. Pharaoh will think that the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. So here's the father setting things up, and he's actually telling them, this is what Pharaoh's going to think. I'm going to cause you to do something, and the enemy is going to think that you've got confusion. And, you know... This is why I want to talk about the importance of being still tonight because, you know, the Father will cause us to do things sometimes to aggravate the 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 devil, aggravate the assignments of evil against you, harden the hearts of the enemy. For what purpose? So that his name may be glorified, so that he can deal with evil once and for all. Welcome, uh, Deborah in Texas. Good to have you with us. Hallelujah. Yeah, so what the the Father wants to do is get us in a position where he can destroy the enemy around us. And just picture this right now, especially within your own life. You know, it's like you're trying to get into a safe place, and here we see Yehovah taking the Israelites into a place that looks like they're hemmed in. So what's important is that we learn how to follow the leading of the Spirit in the midst of the battle. You know, yeah, hallelujah, we have the victory, we're leaving Egypt, we've got all this plunder, we've had the Passover lamb, uh, all of our firstborn are saved, and now we're heading out, yip de doo da hallelujah. But guess what? The battle is not over. You've just won that battle, but you haven't won the war yet. We've still got other battles to face. There's still other challenges. You know, the other day we talked about life. You know, we talked about um, troubles. How many troubles can we face? Um, it doesn't just say when you face a trouble. We face multiple troubles on every side. Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. So you've got troubles, you've got trials, you've got battles, you've got assignments, you've got the schemes of the enemy, you've got all this stuff going on. Why does the devil want to attack you so much? Because he wants to attack you to get to the Father. That's the whole purpose behind this. But what's the Father going to do? He wants to lift up his name so that he can be glorified through our lives. For what purpose? So those who are not yet born of the Spirit can see the glory of Yehovah manifesting or manifested upon our lives and they can come to the saving knowledge of the Savior. People should see that we are a different people. We should not be the same as the world. We should not be walking. We should not be talking like the world. We should be proclaiming and walking in the victory of Yehovah and lifting up his name. This is the hour. And here in Israel, you know, we're getting organized to go into one of the next lockdowns, you know. For Independence Day is going to be another big lockdown where you can't go down to beaches or anything. And then hopefully after that, we'll start to see some things open up here in Israel. We've, we've started to see a softening in things here in Israel. We can get out a little bit further from our homes right now, which is good. And what a blessing to be in Kasaria at this time, you know, and having a... 
you know, the garden and having the streets around us that we can go in because it's all a gated area. Um, so we don't have, uh, I don't think we have any cases of the coronavirus. I think we've had a couple that have come up, but, uh, you know, as far as this community uh, is known, there's, there's not any coronavirus um, in this area. Hallelujah. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at Pharaoh will think that the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion and hemmed by the desert. Now listen, we cannot be in a place of confusion. So, you know, this is the whole reason we're talking tonight on being still. You've got to know how to come to that place where you switch everything off. You know, just picture Moses, right? He had 40 years on the backside of the desert. And, you know, just to just to sit there and, you know, just ponder while he's watching the sheep, you know? We have got to develop the character within our lives where we know how to be still. You know, this is our devotional time. This is time where we're talking about devotion to encourage you on how you spend time in the presence of Yehovah. I've got many people writing to me uh, in emails and, and just giving me testimony that um, the process of how we're sharing these devotions is inspiring them to get up early, to press in, to set their selves aside in the presence of Yehovah, to hear from heaven. And it's radically changing their lives. And if you're not doing this, if you if you just get up and you're rushing into your day and, you know, <laughs> you know, listen, you need to be still. It doesn't matter how busy you are, how many hours or what type of schedule you have, even if you're a nurse and you need to rest and you're working in a healthcare system, you still have to come aside and have that time where you can be at peace in the presence of Yahovah <clears throat> so you can cast your cares on him. Hallelujah. So we don't want to be in a, a state of confusion, but we want to be still before Yehovah. Verse 4, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them, but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh, and all his army and the Egyptians will soon know that I am Yehovah. I am the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Israelites did this when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled. Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their service. So he said, uh, so he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with the other chariots of Egypt um, with officers of all, uh, over all of them. Yehovah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. Hallelujah. Yeah, because they had a victory. They're marching out boldly. They're like, yeah, look at our God. He is amazing. Hallelujah. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them at the camp by the sea near Pi-ha-hiroth, opposite Baal-zehon. <laughs> I'll get these names right one day. As Pharaoh approached the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to Yehovah. <laughs> it's amazing we see a, a story like this in uh, the Mercianic writings. That's what I call the New Testament. I call it the Mercianic writings. Uh, we'll turn there shortly and have a look at that scripture. Uh, it's found in uh, Mark uh, chapter 4. We'll be going there uh, in a while. So they cried out to the Lord, verse 11. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? Wait a second. I thought you were marching out boldly one minute ago. Now look at the state of you. And this is why it's important that we develop the character of the Spirit within our lives. 
It's not just about going from one victory and one blessing to another and still remaining immature. We have to become mature believers uh, who are pursuing the solid food of the word. We can't just be on the milk all the time. Welcome, Wilson in Texas. Good to have you with us today. Hallelujah. And Dee as well. Welcome. Good to see you. So what we need to do is we've got to get to that place where we are developing the character within our lives. When we see, especially from this area, just how much of Egypt was in the Israelites, they hadn't witnessed the transforming power of the Spirit. All they had faced was slavery. And when we come to the saving knowledge of Yeshua and we walk in His ways, we are coming out of slavery. All we know is the assignments of the enemy and the pressure, the, 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 the possession of the enemy, the attacks of the enemy. And what we ask is we ask for His glory to be revealed in our lives that we can go deep into Him, that we can take the lessons that we see within the scriptures and we can see his name lifted high why because he is high and lifted up why have you brought us out here you can't find enough graves in egypt so you brought us out here to die what have you done to us by bringing us out of egypt verse 12 didn't we say to you in egypt leave us alone let us serve the egyptians oh yeah that's when they took the straw away okay moshe leave us alone you know listen god is pursuing you he wants you free. And you might feel it inconvenient the way that he is challenging the very motives of your heart. You might feel inconvenient uh, to, to walk into a lifestyle of purity under the order of God rather be, than being in slavery. It's so much easier just to be a slave to this world. But it costs something to be a servant of the Most High God. It costs something to come in line to walk in the ways of Yeshua, our Messiah. Hallelujah. Leave us alone and let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die here in the desert. Ah, we're going to die. You ever feel that when the midst of the attacks and things that you are in? Have you ever got to the place where you think, I don't think I'm going to make it? I don't think I'm going to make it. I, I think this is it. I've come to the end. You know, last year when I was going through heart failure and an intensive care and all of the stuff that was going on, you know, the, the few times I sat down with my wife and daughter and said, listen, I love you. I'm, I just want to say bye in case I don't make it through the night. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'll get another opportunity to look into your eyes and tell you, how much I love and I care for you. This is exactly what the Egyptians are going through, but I wasn't in a place of fear. I was in rest in Yahovah. Father, if this is my time, I don't know the hour. I don't know the time that you have given me. I know you've given me destiny. You've given me purpose. I don't believe this is the time for me to die. But even if I do in the midst of this and I don't understand, well, I will praise his name anyway. I just want to be right standing before him and before man before any of those things happen. But what keeps us alive is standing upon the promise. That's what keeps us alive. Hallelujah. Verse 13, Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance uh, Yehovah will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today Will ne you will never see again. Yehovah will fight for you. You need only be still. You need only be still. Do not be afraid. Stand firm. Well, hey, guess what? Moses, he's got a testimony. You've got all the people in fear and terror. What are they going through? They are so freaked out. You know, could you imagine two million people in absolute fear and terror and panic? You know, entire armies get crushed because the spirit of fear comes. The devil wants to use the spirit of fear to bring confusion, to bring separation, to get you off track. And that's exactly what's happening with this uh, um, 
COVID-19. That's exactly what's going on. All the media, all they want to fill you in is with fear, fear, fear. You know, isolation, quarantine, lockdowns, fear, fear, fear. You know, getting you so full of fear that you cannot think. But what's the Father saying? Don't be afraid. And we just release that over you right now. We break the spirit of fear and we stand in a place of faith. Why? Because we have witnessed and seen the deliverance of Yahovah. We've already seen many victories. Think about all the testimonies, all the blessings of Yehovah, all the times where he has guided you, where he has uh, done great things within your life. Look what Yehovah has done. He is an awesome God. He's a righteous king. He's ruler over everything. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. And that's the word I'm speaking out tonight. Stand firm in Yeshua's name. We have got to stand firm. You will see the deliverance of Yehovah. We are not going to be in lockdown until vaccination comes. That's ridiculous. That's just absolute nonsense. We are speaking a supernatural release. It is time for the economies of the world to open up. It is time for things to open up. It is time for the spirit of repentance to hit the nations where people will wake up to the reality of Yeshua. I pray over Israel right now. Pour out your spirit over Israel, Father, in a mighty way, Father, that many will have visions of the Messiah. Many will wake up to the realization of who Yeshua is. Will you shake this nation as we've come to the place where we've just got our new government installed? Will you shake the government to the core on the glory of Yehovah that they will come off rabbinical Judaism and wake up to the Messiah, Father, that you will just get may, may the born again spirit of Yeshua just invade uh, the government of Israel today in Yeshua's name as they're all in turmoil trying to work out who's got what seat and what they're going to do in this uh, um, unity government it's meant to be unity government but we just release the authority of the spirit of Yehovah that, that his spirit will come in uh, to the government and the agenda will change from modern day Zionism to a biblical agenda. We we ask, Father, you you bring this nation to the biblical agenda because we know that's your promise. Hallelujah. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The viruses and the things that you see today, you'll never see again. Yehovah will fight for you. You need only be still. Now, this is correct in principle. But here's the problem. The person speaking it doesn't get this, you know, uh, victory lap from the father. You know, what does the father say to Moshe after he comes out with one of his greatest speeches? He just causes two million people to be still. <laughs> he just says, don't be afraid. And they're receiving the word. It's happening. Then what does the father say to Moses? Why are you crying out to me? He's like, why are you crying out? Don't you realize the authority I have given you? And hear the word of Yehovah. Stop crying out to God and, and just crying out over all the situations. It is time to proclaim and speak forth his word. What was in the hand of Moshe? The staff was in his hand. That is the staff of his testimony. Glory, glory, hallelujah. He's got things marked on that staff. There's Great events of miraculous signs and wonders have taken place through that staff. Praise Yehovah. Thank you, Father. Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Move on? <laughs> Where are they going to go? Move on? You ever seen the father saying, come on, let's move forward. Why? Because he makes a way where there is no way. Where are you faced? What are you facing right now? Listen, I'm telling you, even in my life today, you would not believe all the roadblocks that are right in front of me today. And what am I saying to those roadblocks? I thank you, Father, that you make a way where there is no way. I am not going to be in fear. I am not trying to find a road. I'm asking you, Father, to make a way. Will you part the sea? I come against the assignments of the enemy. I come against the threats 
of the enemy and we release the victory of Yahovah. Hallelujah. Tell the Israelites to move on. Here we go, verse 16. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Hallelujah. Can you imagine getting that instruction at that moment in the midst of all of that? Listen, Moses is a man standing with the authority and the power of Yahovah. He is the prophet of God. He is the deliverer of the deliverers. Hallelujah. He is our example. God has called you to be a deliverer, and Moshe is the deliverer of the deliverers. He wants you to learn from Moses and the things that he went through so that we can walk into the land and see the victory, so that we can see the places where Moses failed and we won't fall into the same mistakes. Hallelujah. Raise your staff. Stretch it out over the sea to divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Verse 17. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh and his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of Elohim, who had been traveling in front of the Israel, uh, Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them the pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them coming between the armies of egypt and israel throughout the night the cloud brought darkness to one side and the light on the other side so that neither were near the other all night long hallelujah then moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Hallelujah. What a victory. What do we see with going through the Red Sea? What's important about going through the sea? It is about the mikvah. It's the baptism. We've got to come out of Egypt. We need to be born of the Spirit. We need to be buried in Christ, buried in Messiah. We need to be raised in Christ. We have to go through the waters of baptism. And that's what the Red Sea is all about. It's going through. Listen, it is the cutoff of your old life. It's the cutoff of your old life. And, you know, woe to us if we preach the Just Say the Prayer After Me gospel. You know, D.L. Moody, Billy Sunday, Billy Graham, these were the people who brought this message. We, You must go through the waters of baptism. If you're watching right now and you've come to faith in Yeshua and you've not gone through the baptism, you haven't died to the old man to rise with him. It is so important. Why? Because the enemy has authority to uh, attack you. You haven't crossed over. You haven't come over the other side. You need to cross over. You need to be obedient. You must be mikvahed. You must be baptized. It's something you must do. Even in the place of isolation, you can do it. Even if you get mikvahed in the swimming pool or in the bath uh, or the local river, you need to get mikvahed. We need to do that. Hallelujah. But what I love is this next part. I love what it says about the Egyptians in 23. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, Yahweh looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He made the wheels of their chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, Let us get away from the Israelites. The Lord, Yehovah, is fighting for them against Egypt. Hallelujah. What's taking place? You're seeing the enemy trying to walk on your miracle. 
You're seeing the enemy trying to walk on your miracle. Listen, the Father says, I'm raising up a highway that's going to become visible for all to see. This highway is a highway of holiness. Only those who have come into Messiah can walk on that highway. The enemy can't walk on that highway. If it tries to walk on that highway, it will be destroyed. Hallelujah. What do we know about the highway? It's the road of the king. It's the king's road. Hallelujah. So we just rejoice. Russell says he wants to come to Israel so he can get baptized in the Sea of Galilee. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope I can be with you on that day when you get out here. Praise Yahovah. Hallelujah. So what do we see? Then the Lord, this is verse 26, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand. Now just picture this, this pillar of cloud and this fire. You know, the cloud is giving them darkness. The fire is helping all the Israelites get through the Red Sea. But as they're going through the Red Sea, this cloud and fire is moving right behind the Israelites, you know. And here comes the Egyptians. Man, they're walking through. And they are actually getting to walk on the miracle. But what we need to do is stretch out our hands with our testimony and we need to make a declaration and we need to say that the waters need to flow back over Egypt. Father, we stretch our hands against the assignments of the enemy. We have crossed over. Hallelujah. I'm one who's crossed over. I don't know about you. Have you crossed over? Amen. Have you crossed over to the other side? Are you still living in the world? Are you still walking with the world? And, and you've got Yeshua in your rucksack in America, in your backpack. Where is Yeshua in your life? Is he in the, the foundations of your heart, the very makeup of your being? Yes, Yesterday we said, as the deer pants for the water, oh, my soul longs for you. Do you long for him? How do we know if we're truly walking in salvation? It's very easy. If you are walking in the Spirit, walking in faith, you will desire to be in his presence. You will pursue him. You will love to hang out with him and be with him, to know him, to cherish him, to learn from him. Hallelujah. We yield to you, Father. We yield to you. We can't get through what we're facing without you. You know, we're called to live a life of faith that we are so far out there. You know, I shared one of the messages, out of control and loving it. You know, being out of control. It's okay to be out of control in the spirit when you know he is in control. So you might be out control of, of control in the flesh, but he is with us. He is with us. The Father knows the timing. We must be people who are on time and in place. And the only way we're going to learn how to do this, if we get to the place where we get our eyes off of the storm and we learn how to be still. So when we wake up, what's the first thing we need to be focusing on? Father, I've got to get in your presence. I've got to come to that place <clears throat> where I can receive from you. Hallelujah. I need you, Father. I need you in every aspect of my life, every day. It doesn't matter how long I've been serving Yehovah. It doesn't matter what's been going on in my life. He will stretch me. He is uh, demanding growth from me. He, is in, he requires of me to press forward. He brings forth vision. And, you know, and, and he said, this is the way I want you to go. And you know what? You might be full of fear sometimes at the things that the Father is saying to you, but it is time to rise up and press in in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Psalm 107. Let the <laughs> verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What, what does it mean to say so? Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from the east and from the west and from the north of the, or the south. Hallelujah. Give thanks to Yahweh. He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hey, tell your story. Say so. What are you going to say today? What are you going to speak out? Who are you going to share your faith with? Who are you going to minister to today? Don't waste this day. Come on. 
come on, let's get to the place where we are dwelling in the Word, in the Tanakh, and, and just giving glory to Him. I am so blessed and encouraged to be in the Word of Yehovah. Verse 28 of 107. Then they cried out in <laughs> they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. Verse 29, he stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you do in the midst of disaster, in the midst of assignments against us. Father, it doesn't matter what we are going through in the storms and the sea of life. We thank you, Father, that we can cry out to you in the midst of our troubles. So tonight, Father, we just cast our cares on you right now because we're coming to that place to be still to know you. We're coming to that place to speak to the storm. Be still. In Yeshua's name, we are not going to be tormented any longer. It is time for us to go through this season. Let me tell you something. In the midst of this entire lockdown, isolation, you know, quarantine and all the things I've had to go through over this time, I've never been so blessed in all my life. And yes, I'm standing with those in need. And yes, I'm not ignoring what many are facing and the pain of what is going on around us. But we are called to be a different people. We're called to have authority. How come I didn't pick up the coronavirus after driving 18,000 miles and meeting people all over the place from New York, New Jersey, Long Island to California to Florida to Texas to, you know, the entire, all over the country, Iowa, all over the place. Never got it. Well, maybe I did and just got better quick. But the thing is, we can be resistant against these things. So we just proclaim right now. We say to COVID-19, you have no place in our bodies right now in Yeshua's name. And we come against all assignments of the enemy. E even if, uh, you know, whatever is hidden behind all this nonsense that we are seeing within the news. We don't want to believe the news system, but whatever plagues and turmoil are hitting our planet right now. We speak peace in Yeshua's name. And may there be a people that will rise up and recognize that it is God who stills the storm. He stills it to a whisper. What's so important about the noise being reduced from the storms is so that you and I can hear. The Father wants us to hear. He wants you to hear from heaven. He wants you to come to that place where you can take up uh, his strength in the midst of all of the things that you are going through. We have got to learn how to be still. We've got to learn how to stand and see the victory of Yehovah. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. Hallelujah. So we just want to release the blessings of Yehovah. We talked about going to the book of Mark. I just want you to turn there in Mark chapter 4. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> Hope you're blessed and encouraged today. Thanks for joining with us. It's great having you here today. Okay. Thank you, Father. going to read from verse 35. Hallelujah. Don't we love it when we see the hand of Yehovah operating? Yes, we worship you, Father. We thank you for the miracles in Yeshua. Verse 35 of Mark chapter 4. The, the, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat there were also other boats with them. A furious uh, squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Now, look, for all those from the land of Israel, you know, 
you know what this is talking about. Man, I, I'll never forget one day, you know, I used to live in the, the Galilee and overlooking the, the canal at the Sea of Galilee. And I was sunbathing one day on the deck. I'm listening to uh, the music and my headphones and just enjoying this beautiful day. And uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes this this uh, squall. Boom! You know, we go from peace and calm to you've got clouds crashing into clouds and all levels been coming up. You've got hailstones coming down like crazy. You've got wind that is so powerful that it's wrecking the place. The trash cans for the house are flying off the mountain. You know, the seats are flying off, smashing against the railings. The palm trees, you know, have got a right angle, you know. Man, you've never seen anything like it. And we had a wardrobe out as we were doing some decorating in our property just on our, our patio at the top and smash, it comes flying down. Mirrors all smashing, it's all broken to pieces. What a storm. I'm just lying there enjoying the sun. You know, it's a perfect time. You know, five minutes before, ten minutes before, the sky looked perfect. And I'm just, just enjoying music. And then guess what I'm faced with? Bang! And that's what happens in the Galilee. Just it suddenly comes up. You know, you could be out, uh, you know, taking time at the water on the other side of the Galilee next to the Golan Heights. Listen, you can go there in the morning, but once it gets to between 12 or maybe it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon in the summer, all of a sudden it's like the wind switches on. And that's that channel uh, you know, going into Iraq, into the deserts, and it's just this this pool of wind. And if you're sitting there and you've got your umbrella and you're in the shade, the next thing you know, your umbrella's getting ripped away. It's up in the trees and your chairs and, your, you know, your lunch is flying. You know, you just try to grab your clothes, make sure you don't lose your, your, your clothes and get your sneakers on, getting all organized. It's like, get me out of here. The waves start going. This is the Cam Galilee. Then the next second, bang. That's what it's like. So, yeah, it's something to read this in the Word. It's something else to witness it uh, right here. Hallelujah. Where are we at? So verse 38, Yeshua was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? You know, you are so uncaring that you want to be in that place of peace and rest in the midst of the storm. Don't you care? Have you ever had anyone say that to you? I'll never forget one day I'm on the airplane. You know, I used to fly to America 30-odd times a year. For about three years, I used to get the Dallas, the Dallas uh, United flights uh, from Dallas, Washington, D.C. to London, uh, Thursday nights, you know. I'll never forget, you know, being on that plane. And you're so used to turbulence over the Atlantic. You know, it's just part of life. I, I just wanted to be on those triple sevens. They're one of the safest planes, most stable planes in the midst of the storm. But anyway, one night we are out there. And I tell you what, I've been flying for like 20-something, 26 years or whatever. I have, I, you know, I've been on flights where a plane literally feels like it drops a thousand feet. And it's just going... Then it's like it's crashing. You think you're hitting a mountain and it's only just finding the air to to be held up over the equator going to South Africa. Oh, God. Yeah, one day I was in first class flying down there and I'm thinking, I don't want to be in first class today. I'm lying there in my bed with my little belt over and my nice duvet, all my stuff. I've just had my filet mignon and my beautiful meal and now I'm going to sleep and everything's going to be great. Then all of a sudden, here comes the storm. And I'm like, man, I want to be an economy. I want to be jammed in amongst everybody else in the midst of this terrifying moment. That's what it was like. But one day I'm flying from New York, uh, from Washington uh, to London. And we hit this turbulence. And, it, you know, it's pretty bad. It's, you know, look, the, the overheads are busting open and, you know, there's, it always happens just after they serve coffee. I don't know if you've noticed. For you who are frequent flyers, you know, they, they, they give you your meal, which, of course, I don't eat. But, you know, I'll have a coffee from time to time. The coffee comes out and you're thinking, oh, no, here it comes. Yeah, here comes turbulence. If you're leaving London to come to 
Israel, you know, just as you're getting over Italy, here comes the turbulence, you know. So here I am, we're flying out to London. This this plane is shaking up, and I'm sitting there, and I've got my little Sony Veo, one of those Robocop laptops, you know, those little things, 13-inch little laptops, and I'm working away, and I'm just praising, and I'm just reading my Bible, and I'm writing things down, the Father's speaking to me, in the midst of the storm. And this woman next to me, she's, you know, she's she's getting flustered. Man, she's getting flustered. And then she just, she gets to that place where enough's enough. She just is like grabbing hold of my arm, shaking me. She, <laughs> She's like, uh, what did she say? She said, do you have no heart? Do you have no heart? We could all die right here. And, you know, I can't stand looking at you. All you're doing is just sitting there working away like everything's okay. Don't you have a heart? We could all die. <laughs> That's exactly what they're saying to Yeshua. You know, Yeshua was on the stern. He's on a cushion. Uh, the disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care? If we drown, don't you do you have no heart? Don't you understand what we are going through? Well, you know, I got to share with that woman. Listen, in the midst of this storm, I know that God is faithful. And I said, the best place you can sit on this plane is right next to me because I've got a destiny and I have a purpose within my life. And I know my God is able to get us through any storm. He can calm the storms. And I said, just trust in God. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about me. You know, it's not I don't have a heart. I have a heart, but I have trust. And I am not walking in fear. I'm walking and living in faith on this flight. So be blessed. So she's like, oh, boy, okay. She started to calm down. She never interrupted me again as I was working on my laptop, but she was reading everything I was writing. And I'm writing scriptures, and I'm writing about what we're going through. I'm writing about being in the storm and just writing words of encouragement and things that I can share when I get off this airplane. Hallelujah. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Verse 39, he got up, he rebuked the wind and said to the wave, the waves, quiet, be still. Then the winds died down, and it was completely ca uh, calm. Then he said to his disciples, Man, you guys are awesome. Thanks for waking me up. Goodness me. I was lying there sleeping, had my mouth open and everything. I could have taken in a whole bunch of water and drowned. <laughs> no, that's not what he said. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Father, I don't know what people are going through today. I know that through the challenges of life and the storms of life, that there's so many times where we can easily move into panic. We can easily move into frustration, into uh, being terrified. And we ask you, Father, that you strengthen us, that you strengthen our faith. Equip us right now with faith. Give us the ability to stand in the midst of the storm. We thank you, Yeshua, that you speak to the waves and they will listen. Verse 41, they were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Hallelujah. Who is this? Do you know Yeshua? Do you know Jesus? Do you know who he is? Do you know him in the midst of your challenges? Or have you just accepted him and you've got him in your backpack? Well, I'm just carrying Jesus along with me. I've just got Yeshua in my backpack. He's just coming along with me in my rucksack, you know? Who is this? Even the wind and waves obey them. Who is this? Do you know him? He is really real. God wants you to know him. He wants you to come to that place today where you can enter into his presence to be still before him. It doesn't matter what time zone you're in right now. I just want to ask you, have you made a commitment to come into the presence of God without any noise? Just leave your phones alone. Leave your computers alone. Just take your Bible and go and be still. Take some pen and paper and your Bible. Let's get back to the old-fashioned way of how we press in. 
He's capable of speaking to you. You don't need Father Google. You need Father Yahovah. You need Father, the God of heaven, the creator of the universe. He will lead you into truth. Be still and know that I am Elohim. Hallelujah. The book of Habakkuk. The book of Habakkuk, chapter 2. Habakkuk, you've just got to flick through those little books until you get there. It's after Micah, I think. Yeah, Nahum, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk. All right, it's near the end. Then you get to uh, Zephaniah. Okay, Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Father. We just take time, Father, before your throne. Father, we want to align our lives before you, Father. We want you to reign within our lives. We want to come aside in your presence right now. We need your guidance, Father. We need your hand of protection over us. Father, we want the, the noise of the storms that's going on around us to be reduced to a whisper. As we take time to be still in your presence. Father, we're not going to trust in foreign gods. We're not going to trust in the enemy or put our hope in the things of the past. No, we're not going back, but we're going forward. And in the midst of going forward, Father, we choose to be still because we want to hear your voice. Verse 20, but Yahovah is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Can it give guidance? Can it cover with gold? This is woe to those who uh, follow idols and false gods. We Listen, you're serving the living God. He can do it. He can do it. You know, this is a great release for someone tonight just to be free in the spirit right now just receive the deliverance of Yehovah be still before him because the Lord is in his temple we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us we are the temple of the Holy Spirit we're not longing for the third temple to be built in Jerusalem we have the temple of the Holy Spirit we are not going to support any work that rabbinical Judaism is building in the land of Israel. We are not going to support them. You've got all these Christians rallying around. Why? Because they wanted to pay to get the Jews home so that they could get the rapture and get the ticket out of here as quickly as possible. That's why they're investing in many cases. That's why they give. They're not giving because they love the Jewish people. They're giving because of their own agenda. Let's get the Jews back so we can get out of here. What can we do to help? Oh, we need another temple. Let's help them build the far temple. Stop. Stop. Let's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Let's know what it means to be still before him. We need you, Father. We need you. We wait for you. Psalm 37 is one of my favorites. It says, be still in the presence of Yehovah and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil and what man will do who prosper or fret about with their wicked schemes. Don't worry, but be still in his presence. And this is what I want us to get hold of today. I want you to realize that you don't have to be tossed around by the assignments of this world or the assignments of the enemy. Recognize that God is hardening the hearts of the enemy, but he is going to make a way for you to come through. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He's going to make a way for you to come through. You know, I really feel that's what we need to deliver today, that we need to get to that place where we can rest. I want you to take a pledge before the Father today. And, and, and set aside a certain time and say, this is the time I want to come. I want this to be 
uh, just a, a new way of doing things. I, w- I want to be consistent in your presence. You know, I want the good habits of my life to be bringing glory to who you are. I need to hear from you. I need to hear your voice. So in the midst of what the enemy's doing around you, I encourage you to be still. So set aside that time and place. Write it down. Make a commitment before God. I will be with you at this time. I'm going to spend this time with you. Look, if you're on shift work, it might not be the same time every day, but you might make this decision. One and a half hours before I have to leave, I'm going to be up to spend one hour in the presence of Yehovah to be set aside with you. Half an hour getting ready before I leave. Get your coffee, sit down in the presence of Yehovah and wait before him. And watch how your life is going to change. You will never be the same. It might take you 21 days to create the habit, but press in. We need to renew our minds. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message today as we are pressing in uh, on a daily basis to proclaim the victory of Yeshua in our lives. Remember, what is the Bible? It is the manual to life. Why do we go to the manual? When something's broken, you go to find the answer on how to fix it. You also go to the manual to find out how all the features work. What are all the features that the Father has made available to us? And I encourage you, pursue the gifts of the Spirit. May you pray for gifts of healing, for miraculous signs and wonders, for the gift to teach, uh, for the gift to lead, for the gift to uh, shepherd, for the gift to evangelize. Come on, the gift to prophesy the gift for interpretations of tongues, to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Call on the gifts of God. He wants to give you a gift today for you to unpackage. So come to the Word and find out how you can be transformed. You know, you watch these transformers on the TV and they go from being a little car to being a big powerhouse. Let me tell you something. You can go from being just just a, 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 a whosoever on the street to being a powerhouse filled with the Holy Spirit to bring signs and wonders and miracles. Listen, Smith Wigglesworth, you know, he was a plumber. Yes, that's who he was, a plumber. And look at what the father did in his life. He could hardly read. He was full of anger. He had so many difficulties and problems. Talk about domestic abuse in his house. Man, I tell you, (laughs) it took him a long time to deal with his anger. But you know what he did? He stood in the Word And he studied the word until the word changed him. And now we don't look at who he once was. We don't look at who you once were. We look at who you are in the spirit. Who are we? We are more than conquerors in Yeshua, the Messiah. Hallelujah. If you're blessed and encouraged with the message today and with the ministry, I want to encourage you to go to Bulldozer Faith and connect with us. It is Bulldozer Faith. Let me give you the link bulldozerfaith.com you can sign up for our newsletters there I'm sure I've got that link for the newsletter let's see if I've I've got that there yes I do I want to put that on here and uh, uh, sign up to get our updates from the ministry that's how you can do that Uh, if you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry listen we are on a crisis uh, fundraiser right now for uh, dealing with domestic abuse and violence. And I want to ask you every day, look, I'm going to share at the end every day. I want to encourage you. I thank every person who is giving, every person that's standing in the gap. We've still got some distance to go. I want to get people in this property within the next, uh, you know, the beginning of the month for the next few weeks. Father, bring in the resources, bring in everything that we need so that we can be fully furnished the way we need to be and we can have all the food supplies and we have to be ready because we're going to have to clothe people. We're going to have to uh, provide everything for the people who come. And we just, you know, we know we're not going to do this just in a, a scrimping by. No, where there is vision, there is provision. And Father, we receive the uh, super abundance 
of resources from you, Father, that you will pour into us to be effective for preaching the gospel and bringing the life of Messiah to the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. And thank you for standing with us. If you're in a place where you don't have finances right now, then we are not asking you to give. If you're in a place where the Father's blessing you, then come on, let's be givers. Let's work together for the purpose of the kingdom. If you're in a place where you want to sow into the ministry, but you don't have money, then take the links of these messages and write an email to people and share the messages with people. You can now share Spotify with people. So you just go on Spotify, you just put uh, Bulldozer Faith, uh, Kenny Russell, and it'll come up and you'll see uh, the link and it'll give you a share link directly on Spotify. You can send that to your friends and they can listen to these uh, devotions that we do each day uh, right on their smartphones uh, and on their devices in their homes and in their cars. And, you know, this is uh, the next step so that we can keep the word going out there. Also, share it on social media, on Facebook and YouTube. Anyway, thanks for joining with me. I love and appreciate every single one of you. It's such a blessing to come and have fellowship with you. If you have any more comments, please leave your comments. I will be checking up comments and also be uh, diligent in prayer this evening and tomorrow as uh, we press in and stand in the gap together. That's what we have to do. Hallelujah. Stand together. So I love what you said there, Gary King. You said, he that dwells, he that dwelleth, he that dwells. So let's dwell with him. Thanks for watching. Until next time, shalom, shalom.